This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we talk about the McRib, the Christmas movie bracket, King's Talk, and Ocean Rodeos? To episode 58 of the Spivey Special Podcast. Coming at you in 2021. You had to think about it. Yeah, I had to look on the calendar real quick. <laughs> Wasn't sure. I hate We've, that. We finally made it through 2020. We're into 2021. I don't know how much better it's going to be. They always say hindsight is 2020, so this whole year we can say that. That's always a plus. That's a good point. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to be using that a lot. I feel like you're going to be doing that a lot. Why wouldn't I? Dad joke. Got to get those dad jokes now that you're dad. I already got the dad bod, so got to throw the jokes <laughs> in too. Going all in on dad stuff. Why wouldn't you? All right. We had Christmas. We took a couple weeks off. So. We did. We just really had to work on our figures. and we, There's just too many cookies to eat. There's too many prime ribs to eat. We just couldn't focus on doing the show, so we took some time. Just to really find ourselves. We had to get our energy... We just couldn't do any more 2020 shows, so we had to wait it out. We're in 2021 now, ready to rock. We started from the bottom and we're still there, like they always say. We ended 2020 with a fun little party that we had. We did. It wasn't a lot of people, but we ate more hors d'oeuvres, I think, than I've had in a really long time, and I did not feel good about it. I felt awful the next day after your party. I ate so many... There was like an entire block of cream cheese that we ate. And then we each ate and a, a veggie tray. personal pizza. Then we all had personal pizzas. And Vito crust. brought more hors d'oeuvres when he came. The worst. And we drank and we drank. Yeah. <laughs> That's all behind us now. Yeah. So now, you know, working on that resolution. I I'm going to start eating better. So today I, I had a McRib. Why wouldn't you? I had to start the year off right. You haven't Mick found one of yours ever, so I <laughs> will find a rib. I had never else. eaten a McRib before in my life. So Tell me about it, Stud. I figured it was time to do it. Um, I had no idea what to expect going into the McRib. I had high hopes. I've never had one myself, but I was cautiously optimistic because this is like a. Uh, it's kind there's like, a reason it's not always on the menu. It's like the old nacho fries. Yeah, Taco you got to get the hype up for it. So. So you got your bun, you got your some sort of McRib meat, which we'll talk about here in a minute. We've got a, a really tangy barbecue sauce thing, mm-hmm. not like a normal barbecue sauce. And you got some onions and you got pickles. You're not selling me. <laughs> I hate pickles. So bun really good, different than anything else that they have there. Really? I like their um, lightly buttered bun, though. Like they have it's on like a arm. long, skinny, like hoagie roll type bun. Hmm. The sauce that they put on this thing is just amazing. I just want to put it on everything in my entire life. Is that what made or break broke it I for you? I think if I had that sauce, I'd be a cannibal. Hmm. I think I could do it if I had that sauce to put on top of it. I mean, no one really cares. It was if, that good. No one really cares if you eat walruses, so... <laughs> The meat, though, it was bad. <laughs> it was different. I didn't. It looked like something you get for like a school lunch. 
<laughs> Extra sloppy. <laughs> it was obviously shaped to be a rectangle. Uh-huh. I don't know what it came from. It tasted pretty good. Uh-huh. But everybody in it was just like, what is this that I'm eating? And I couldn't really, I couldn't get into it. I was like, man, this sauce is so good. And every time I would take a bite, I was like, I don't know what to expect in this. And they'd be like, oh, it's crunchy. And I'd be like, oh, wait, that was an onion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. I would hate that. You bite, you've already had like five bites and you're still biting into it with a question. That's not good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to expect. Why is every bite different? It was like eating a a sponge mm. is what it looked like, but it was chewy like meat. I, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it's different. I would absolutely eat one again. This episode was brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't had a McRib, you have to at least try it. I'm going to have to now. And understand what is going on. Okay. Now I got stuff to do tomorrow. I know. I hate Got to go get a McRib. Put it on your list. Put it on my dab. Yeah, you got to do it. Also, another thing we found out is we made a bracket list. Our old friends on Character Combine. Oh, boy. They, they rated their guests in a bracket. 32. And on one side of the bracket, we're the 12 seed. That's BS. Uh, so That's where you put the Ivy League schools. So, Mom and Dad, I know you guys are listening. That might be it. But um, <laughs> if you guys could vote for us, that'd be great. Voting starts today. I don't like that they rated us. Based on listens. Basically like, oh, thanks for coming on. You're the 16th seed. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun playing in Idaho. We'll show you, Josh and Deb. We're going to win that tournament. (laughs) We're coming in hot. We're going to sabotage it. We're going to cheat it. I don't know how. I'm going to create like 48 Instagram accounts tonight. I'm just going to keep voting. Zach's 5v1, Zach's 5v2, <laughs> Zach's 5v3. Man, that Zach's 5 really likes these guys. This one's called Suck It, Josh. <laughs> Deb can't read 46. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love those guys over at Character Combine. If you never listened to their show, go ahead and give them a listen. They've actually come out with a new podcast. I think they changed the name. They did. It's called... <laughs> connections yeah connections yeah that sounds good yeah something about connecting yeah connect, connect four, four. Connect nice four. Yeah. jinx you owe me a baja blast mountain dew <laughs> all right we got a new focus for the show we do we got a new energy we got a new year feeling good feeling great we are gonna go heavy on guests we just have more fun that way yeah, we just like to. We want more people. Troy to, and I are too similar. We need we need to get new people in here. The thing is, too, we want other people to play grab bag with us. It's the only reason we're bringing mm-hmm. guests on because we love grab bag. Grab bag. So we're pretty excited. Episode fifty eight, feeling good. Excited to let you guys know. We've been podcasting a well. while. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you guys are really gonna like this episode. We had a lot of fun. We're recording our intro here at the. And after we're done. So we already know we had a good we time. We already know. It was pretty good. <laughs> we'll tell you if you're going to like it, and you will. You're going to like it. So keep listening. We got some bracket talk. We got some kinks talk. A lot of kings. A lot of grab bag. A lot of ocean rodeos and grab bag. <laughs> Can you suplex Barry White? We'll find out. We don't know. All right. Well, buckle in. This is a fun episode. Coming up next. Remember that thing? 
Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we are going way back in time to like a week or two ago when we did our best Christmas movie of all time bracket on our Instagram. Yeah, we got it down to 32 movies. Um, some that really didn't have much of a chance as the 16 seats. But yeah, once we got past like 27 movies, it's like there's no way these are going to win. So let's just put some in, I guess. Yeah, I guess Frosty the Snowman, the 13th animated one. It's, we'll throw that one in there. It's like, yeah, I think I've heard of this one. Let's put that one in there. So we got down to the Elite Eight, as we like to call it in the Christmas land. And we actually had some pretty good matchups here. So we started with 32, got down to eight. Our first Elite Eight matchup was Elf against Santa Claus, and that was, you know, two haymakers coming from both sides there. Both of which had big parts of our childhood. I think Santa Claus more because that's the prime... um, Our youth. Yeah, that's our youth. I've seen that movie way more than I've seen Elf, but not recently. No, I think Elf was going to get the recency bias a lot in this because, you know, a lot of people watch it now. It's also better. By a lot. That's true. And that's why <laughs> in this competition, although Santa Claus is, like Zach said, in our youth was one of our favorites, it wasn't even close. Elf just took it down to Chinatown all the way to the final four. And then our second Elite Eight matchup, we had, I want to say it's Zach's favorite. We had Die Hard that against is my favorite, yes. another one of our childhood favorites, Jingle All the Way, Sinbad. This is their Cinderella story. We don't understand how Jingle All the Way. There's no way an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, terrible kid actor movie should be anywhere near the Elite Eight. But Because of you guys, Jingle All the Way somehow knocked out It's a Wonderful Life, which I had seen a long time and watched it a couple weeks ago. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, I like like that one. But, I mean, compared to Jingle All the Way, it doesn't hold the light to it. Yeah. But yeah, how many kids kick Sinbad in the crotch in It's a Wonderful Life? You know, there should have been more. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how old Sinbad would have been though during when It's a Mer- uh It's a Wonderful Life was filmed. I would guess negative years old. <laughs> Probably a pretty good guess. But as we kind of assumed, um Die Hard took this one down and this one really wasn't that close Jingle either. Jingle All the Way got a lot of anti Die Hardos Christmas movie votes early. I don't think anyone was actually voting to say that Jingle All the Way is a better movie than Die Hard. This is this is a lot of the anti Die Hardos Christmas movie camp. So Die Hard and uh it took off towards the end and they they won pretty handily. So they moved on to the final four where they were going to face Elf. On the other side there in the Elite Eight, we had Miracle on 34th Street against A Christmas Story, and this one was close. Well, how many votes did this one come down to? Like a couple? One. One vote? It was tied most of the time, and then, you know, if you guys have Instagram, which if you voted, you do, it says at the top it's 24 hours or one day, I think it says, before it clicks off, it was tied. And then when we went to the old archive, it one by one. I think of the movies that are actually in the Elite Eight, those are the two that I don't know that I've actually seen A Christmas Story all the way through, even though it's on TV for 24 hours a day. It seems like, especially in December. Every year for most of my life. 
I agree with you. I mean, obviously, we had the same childhood. So, I mean, those two movies of the Elite Eight. I turned it on, and I was like, okay, the dad is Billy Madison's dad. I can't pay attention to the story anymore. <laughs> Why is that guy not running his hotel? <laughs> yeah, so um, Christmas Story moved on by one vote. So they uh, we're going to face the winner of our last Elite Eight matchup, which was Christmas Vacation versus Home Alone. I think Christmas Vacation is my second favorite of all of the Christmas movies. It's just even ahead of Elf. I think it's Die Hard and Christmas Vacation and then Elf. I just love Christmas Vacation. The more that I watch it, the more I love all of it. The older I get, the more Christmases that we put on. You you relate more and more to Clark. See, I relate more to Home Alone. I don't know why. <laughs> Did we forget you when we went to France? I mean, I wish. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people call me a wet bandit. I'm not sure why, but <laughs> I just leave the water running. See, I thought you were relating to Kevin, but I make sense that you're a Marf. <laughs> or what's the what's the other guy? Harry and Marf. I'm Harry, I yeah. think. Not Marv. No, yeah, definitely Harry. <laughs> you're short like Marv though. It's a mixture. Yeah. I some of those things would have hurt so bad. Yeah. See, I don't think See, this is where this is my hot take here. If Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, then Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. If Home, if Die Hard is an action movie that takes place during Christmas, then Home Alone is a home invasion movie that happens to take place during Christmas. But more of the plot is based around the Christmas because they're going all the families together and they're all going on the trip for Christmas. Yeah, and John McClane flew out to L.A. to visit his wife and his kids for Christmas. But in Die Hard, is John Candy in the back of a U-Haul with his jazz group? No, but they got the guy in the limo. That's basically the same thing. It's not even close. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. The whole part of it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the John Candy yes. part? <laughs> why? Yeah, why can't she just like rent? I guess they like rented John Candy for the day. He was there for 24 hours. Yeah, that's a lot we of money. We did a Home Alone episode of, you know. For- I know. That's a lot of money, though, to spend. For just him there. <laughs> for like a very small part in the movie. Whatever. It made sense. It was fun. All right. So we moved to the final four. Um, that one, it actually didn't end up very close. Home Alone beat Christmas Vacation, I think, by double digits. Um, so in the final four, we had Elf against Die Hard. And this one was close for a while. But uh, Elf ended up winning by four or five votes, I think. Yeah, I think that's the right call. I think we. I think Elf gets the votes for people thinking it's a better movie, and it gets the anti-Die Hard as Christmas movie vote. So it makes sense that it would win. I thought that was a tough matchup for Die Hard. I think if it was up against a Christmas story, it would have snuck into the finals. Definitely, definitely. But Elf, like you said, they're both great movies. I think movies in general, I think Die Hard would have won, but because it is in the Christmas genre, Elf definitely surpassed it. Um, then on the other side, we had Christmas Story against Home Alone, and this was like a one sixteen matchup is how it felt on the voting. It felt like it was a family stone and not a Christmas story. Or Noel, <laughs> which was winning somehow in the first round for like five minutes. I'd like that one. You would like that one. <laughs> but Home Alone just boat raced Christmas Story. and Like I said, it wasn't even close. So we go to the championship. We have Elf against Home Alone, which I thought, 
at the beginning looking at the 32 and each side of the bracket that I knew L for sure was going to come out and going to be in the championship. And I thought home alone too. I think those two, when you think we had them both seated as ones, we had a feeling that they were going to end up in the finals. We tried to position it that way, knowing that they are probably the two for our target market, which is, we don't know. We don't, we don't actually know. (laughs) But I would say our target market's like the 20 to 40 age range. People that enjoy good Christmas movies. Yeah, like Elf and Home Alone and apparently A Christmas Story. (laughs) See, Miracle on 34th Street, I don't think I've seen all the way through either. There's like multiple versions of it, and I think I've seen each of them like once. I was like, okay, I've had enough of this. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that big a miracle to me. Not sure what it was, but... (laughs) You like Miracle, the hockey movie. Absolutely. Three, two, one. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Absolutely, on 34th Street. So, yeah, I think that's the way that bracket should go. I think Elf is probably right now in 2021 now, which is weird to say, is the best Christmas Did movie. we say who won? I think we just talked about our matchup. No, we put who won. Elf, sorry. Elf. Elf was the champion. They came out. They won again by a last second. It was. It was at the buzzer. It was tied. Very close matchup, which was kind of cool. You know, we had close to I think sixty, seventy votes on some of these, and it comes down to the last vote was pretty awesome. Shows how well we put the bracket together. I'm pretty good at making brackets. You are, and you're really good at eating brisket. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even seem that close. (laughs) It's kind of close. Something about bears. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We just wanted to do a quick recap on our bracket. We got another bracket coming up this week. We are be doing famous duos. It could be anything. It could be people. It could be food. It could be shoes. All kinds of stuff. It's going to be fun. It's We're going to a- see some weird matchups. We're going to see like peanut butter and jelly and Beyonce and Jay-Z. Possibly. Or rum and coke. We're going to see maybe salt and pepper against salt and pepper. We don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you check out our Instagram at Spivey Special. Get your votes in. This is a big one, too. It's 64 groups. Yeah, this is going to be a big it's one. It's not just a 32 burger. This is going to take a while. Which is fine. We got nothing but time. Yeah, we got nothing but time. We're not doing anything important. No, definitely not. We can copy some pictures from Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got for Remember That Thing. We are going to come back with Sports Jog. Sports Jog with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, this week for Sports Jog, we are going to go heavy on our Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah. High hopes. Not really, but. (laughs) Yeah, they were my Sacramento Kings until about a few hours ago. After that game finished, that was brutal. Awful. Scored 30 points in the second half. After scoring like 60, 70 in the first half? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, they're back to last season Kings, and it was pretty rough. All right, uh, initial thoughts on the season so far? I love the effort on the defensive side. I think they're playing with a little heart, a little intensity. (sighs) Love the rookie. Love Halliburton. I think him not playing tonight in the sixth game of the season – um, against the Rockets there in Houston was a big – I mean, obviously they didn't have Harden, but when you're a team like the Kings where if you're missing just one piece who's at least decent, 
It's different when you're missing Harden, but you still have Wall. Right. The Kings just don't have a playmaker who can get... We got a bunch of guys that are just there that could hit open threes, but they don't have anyone that could generate open looks for people. No, no one can get their own shot except maybe Fox, but Fox is one of those guys that he's not really going to create anything for anybody else except maybe Holmes there in the middle, maybe alley-oop every once in a while, but he's not a kind of guy who's going to drive to the hole and then kick it to the three very often. And Buddy can't create his own shot. That's the worst thing the Kings could do is <laughs> let Buddy try to create his own shot. Yikes. He's butterfingers. I think Luke's done decently with his rotation so far. I think he's still trying to mix and match, but some of those bigs, like against especially against the Rockets, that don't really have very many big people. There's no way that you You really, can't play Hassan Whiteside against PJ Tucker. No, I don't think Whiteside played tonight. He didn't get any minutes tonight. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. They're three and three now. Started out three and one. It's just a weird season playing the same team. I kind of like it. I think it's fun. It's like a baseball. Well, best of three series. Yep, we're going to Milwaukee. <laughs> playing the Brewers, and then we got the we got the Bucks tomorrow night. I think they have one more road game in Golden State than they have seven at home. Something weird, yeah. I think that's what they were saying on the They got Golden State and Bulls the next two. Hopefully they can turn it around and at least maintain 500. We'll see. I feel like Kelly Oubre is due to hit some threes. Oh, And yeah. it's all going to happen oh, against yeah. the Kings. He's going to hit like seven in a row. Wiggins is going to go for 60. <laughs> all right, let's go through a couple of the questions I have here. Let's talk a little bit more about Halliburton. Steel. I, lo- I love everything about it. I mean, look, if you like looked at him like warming up, that shot is hideous, but it goes in at a high clip. That's all that matters. College, I think he shot like 45% from the field, but it looks like he's like 90 years old just trying to hoist it to me. He's clutch. He's hitting big shots. He's playing fourth quarter when he probably shouldn't be, but he's just out there. He's crazy on defense. He's jumping passing lanes. He's predicting where the ball is going to go and just kind of jumping in front of it. He's motivating the other guys to play defense at the same level. He's one of those guys that playing above his age, like kind of sees the game differently. Like he's not the most athletic guy out there. He's probably not the most talented, but he seems smart. Yeah. His basketball IQ is super high. He's a fantastic passer and it doesn't show up in the box score. Like he'll have like 10 points and five assists maybe a couple steals, but you can absolutely tell when he's out on the floor when Corey Joseph comes back in or whatever. Yeah, I would love to see his plus or minus. I feel like every time he's out there, he's just plus. Yeah, and then we got Harrison Barnes. Oh, minus Harrison Barnes. He had a couple games there, but somehow he's always the worst. That guy made a lot of money for being like just negative Nancy basically every time he's on the court. He made a lot of money for hitting open threes when you had to guard everyone else on the court when he was in Golden State. That'll happen. Yeah. I saw a post. I don't know. I think he's one of those Timothy Mozgov, Kevin Durant free agency signings. Because it would have been the same. It would have been the same. Same year. The same year because Barnes had to leave to have Durant come. Now I saw a post. Now the Kings are paying that terrible salary. I don't know if it's true or not. Bagley's dad, they have an Instagram that says Team Bagley. 
His dad wants the Kings to trade Bagley. He has since deleted the tweet. Okay. But uh, Luke Walton did address it after the game. What did Luke say? I, I didn't. I it. didn't see it. I just saw that he. I didn't think it was really a news story until Luke Walton actually had to say something about it. So we'll see. I don't know what the Kings could get for Bagley. That's the problem. You know, he's only played. This was his 81st game. It's crazy. It's like his third or fourth year, I think, and it's only his 81st game. So we're in his third year. How quickly can Bagley get up to speed? Because it just seems like he can score when he gets in the low block. He cannot dribble the ball for anything. He gets picked all the time. My issue is on the other side of the floor. It's been that way since he was at Duke. He's been able to score. He can. He, can, he has decent low post moves. He can shoot the three occasionally at a decent. He's clip. a pretty good rebounder. Decent rebound. He's just more athletic. I don't think he tries as much like boxing out, doing all that. I think a lot of his rebounds are just because he's more athletic than the other guy trying to go get the ball. Yeah. But just defensively, he is just Swiss cheese, man. That he's guy. He's just lost. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. Well, the reason why is because at Duke, this is the only year that Duke that I can recall really ran it was they ran the zone because they had to hide Bagley. Yeah. So he he was so bad man-to-man defense. I think that's why the Kings are throwing different defense. Uh, Kings are doing uh, pressing every once in a while, going into zones, doing different things. He got a couple – when Halliburton's out there, he got a couple steals, and he can – in a good team defense, you can kind of hide him, but – he tried to guard, who was that, Eric Gordon out on the three-point line, and Eric Gordon it. just pump-faked him. Can't do it. Bagley's five inches taller than the guy, and he leaves his feet to block a three, and it, the guy's like, seriously? All right, I'm just going to jump into you and get three free throws. Yeah, not a big Bagley guy. Obviously, I mean, if you have eyes and you can see, we, we swung and missed on that draft there. I don't know. I think he can get better. He still hasn't played a lot of games. I don't, He didn't play a lot of games at Duke. No, but it's obvious it was a bad pick. Well, yeah, they could have had Luca, but it wasn't. A, let's just say it's not like a swing, swing and miss. Like he's still serviceable. He'll he's get, a twenty and ten guy. Yeah, no matter where he goes, he's going to be twenty and ten. But he can't play defense. So he's so he's slowly getting better. Like the offense is getting better. The defense is still below average Train for sure. Wreck. Too many um, layups. He might figure that out. Is he going to figure it out before they have to do the fifth-year option, though? I don't think so. Because I feel like he's going to be really good, just not for the Kings. That's I saw someone else post. That's like worst-case scenario. I saw someone else post that. They, they need to trade him so he can go somewhere and be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's just the development or what it is, but Kings are so bad. It just... it. Luke Walton just cannot call a timeout and regroup these guys. He just lets them be lost for 12 minutes straight. So the game where we ended up, not we, but we'll just pretend we're on the team. We're on the team now. When we played Denver and we won. Both of them. So the second game. Yeah. How do you let the other team go on a 17-0 run? I think he called one timeout. That's how. See, that's the thing about the Kings that they're going to have issues with. Is their just offense goes so stagnant? Like you said earlier, they play hero ball. That's how you. There's no way you should ever let another team go 17-0. No, you have to do something, right? 
a little hard. I mean, if Luke Walden can't call a play out of a timeout and just kind of end it real quick, I don't know what's going on. Or at least like slap Buddy Heald in the face during timeout and be like, dude, stop. Stop. You're not a sailor. <laughs> Quit hoisting it, man. Just from... He was... I'm he, fine with him hoisting threes. I just don't want him to dribble for 20 seconds. And then hoist And it. then pass it to Harrison Barnes, who has to shoot a desperation fadeaway because Buddy Heald tried to get by somebody and he can't do that. Where does Bielitsa fit in? I don't know that he does. I don't know either. I mean... He you, can hit threes. We, we need playmakers. We need Rondo. Yeah. Or Lonzo. But that's, I think that's what we were missing. What if we trade Bagley for Lonzo? Just straight up. Straight up. But I think that's what we were missing tonight without Halliburton. Is that second group? Yeah. Corey Joseph isn't really a playmaker. He's a de- decent defender. He's a he's a NBA player that would help out a good team. He just doesn't fit on our team. He's an absolutely good backup point guard on a good team. Mm-hmm. But he's not. A guy who can really run a second team. They're forcing him to be a playmaking point guard, and he's just not. No. He's a guy who would be, like, good with, like, maybe, like, next to Westbrook, where he doesn't have to handle that ball that much, but he can still defend the point guard on the other end. And get a bucket if he really needs to. All right. Defensive intensity. Been better. Better. I mean, not tonight, but. Not tonight. Tonight was a train wreck. The whole mood for the show changed on the one on the one game today. Yeah, we had so like many, at three and two kings. We were jacked. Three and one kings, we were jacked. But I mean, it's one of those things where, of course, you know, everyone's off of COVID and good to go. When we go into Houston, we couldn't get the Houston team. They only had eight people, and one of them was the trainer. Well, we did get them without Harden, yeah, and we, we still lost by but double we were digits. Missing Halliburton. Oh yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> Who do you think would win in one-on-one, Harden or Halliburton? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's close. All right. Is Fox good enough to be your best player and make the playoffs? That's the question that I had today. Like, he's playing good. He might even get all-star votes, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Fox is a star, but I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's a 1B. I think he's a second option. Yeah. He's a Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Kyrie. You're not going to win a lot of games if he's your best player. No, like when Kyrie was the best player on the Cavs. And they'd win like 20 games. Yeah, I think that's going to be very similar to the Kings until they can find another horse for him to run with. Well, maybe Halliburton gets really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy we made a good draft pick. I mean, sure, it's only he's played five of the six games because he got hurt already, but... <laughs> I mean, at least it looks like on paper that the Kings made a really good draft pick, which is nice. We're not picking someone from Ryder who has oh, Jason Thompson. ice on his hands. That guy has the worst hands. They picked him pretty early, too. I'm still oh, mad about that pick. Jason Thompson from Ryder. <laughs> and he was on the Kings forever. I think he's like played the most games as a King, I think. It wouldn't surprise me if he scored the most points as a King. <laughs> That's how bad it is, Troy. Oh, man. All right. Is Luke Walden a good coach? I don't think so. I think he he got a good little Kerr got hurt run there. And that got him the Lakers job. And he didn't do anything with the Lakers. No. 
I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's the worst ever. I think he has some good coaches around him, but it's hard when you don't have players. You got to have players in the NBA. Especially in the West. Without a doubt. I mean, the Kings would be probably 10 over in the East. Could be. They'd at least make the playoffs. They'd be the seventh seed probably. Every year. Yeah. Seventh seed, and then you're in the West. I think the Kings will probably end up being, if not the worst team in the West, close to it. And I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be below. No, the Thunder will be the worst team. It'll be close. We'll probably be playing for you know the most balls in the lottery. The Spurs will be down there. I don't believe in the Timberwolves. It's going to be close. I think we'll be down there. Um, 72 games, I will be lucky, I think, to win 30. Wow. 30 and 42. I think they're going to get close to 500. I think they can get into the plan, and then they're just going to get worked. We'll see. I mean, I'm hopefully I'm rooting for that. I think if Halliburton plays enough games. It's so sad. that And Bagley can improve. Basing our love on Halliburton. I think we might be better than the Warriors. That's the Kings' only chance of getting better is drafting somebody that helps them. Yeah, I don't think they'll make any moves. Who would you trade, buddy? Bagley. For what, though? That's the problem. And then who starts in his spot? Bielitsa? Why not? Bielitsa, get him some pizza. <laughs> All right. The one bright spot for the Kings this year. How great is it to not have Grant Napier calling the games? That guy does a really good job. Mark Jones is fantastic. It's just so weird to me that they have to do it remotely, though, because it's sometimes a little bit delayed. Same yeah. with the scorekeeper. You can tell the scorekeeper's a little delayed, and he's not the one. The one that does it on the screen. Yeah. Like, usually, like, they put the points on the board before it even goes on, you know, Yeah. because they're at the game, and it's a few seconds ahead. Even the clock's starting, like, oh. when we were, we were watching it. And it's like, oh, it just jumped four seconds. So this is weird. Yeah, I think they're all trying to figure out. I, it just sucks. Doug that, Christie's having a really hard time with the delay and not being next to somebody. I think it's weird that Houston had some fans and Kings won't probably ever get fans. Not this season. I think that's a big... Could you imagine a 3-1 and one Kings... When they were three and one, that game where they won to go three and one, how crazy fake Arco would be. You know how fun it would have been to be at this game tonight where they lost to the Rockets if it was in Arco. So or Golden been One. Fun. It would have been super fun to boot with everyone who had high expectations <laughs> coming off of the early the good start. Well I mean the good thing is we Kings were one and we Kings were one and five through six last season. Yeah, they're already off to a good start. I saw something. Uh, we have some promising players. It looks like they're trying on defense. It's. I saw uh, Carmichael Dave posted something. Um, he went. He goes through the first ten games of the schedule, and he guessed what the record was going to be, and he guessed three and seven. So even if the Kings lose the next four, we're right on to what Carmichael Dave thought. I think they can beat the Bulls. I think they can beat the Warriors if they stay cold. I feel like this is a get right game for the Warriors, though. Yeah, I, you got to win at least one of those. Yeah. If you want to make the playoffs, you probably have to win both. I know it's only 72 games, and the second half of the schedule is not even out yet. Yeah, they need to. <laughs> that whole second half needs to get against the East. Yeah, 
Come on. Come on. <laughs> we'll make the schedule for you. So realistically, I guess 30, 42. What are you thinking? Like 35 wins? I think 35 and 37. And I think they're the 9 or 10 seed and they get in the play-in. Are they, they going to did they, they say they're going to they say they're going to do the plan yeah. again this year? Mm-hmm. 7 8 9 10. Hmm. I don't know what the rules are for it, but they've already Nobody said Nobody knows doing the, the rules. No, they're making it up as they go and I Triple love it. Triple threat. I love it. <laughs> Cage <laughs> do think, match. Do you think they'll do a bubble for the playoffs again? I think they are they've already announced that they're going to. I think you'd have to. I think it was a different location. I don't think it was Orlando again. Anaheim. Probably not. That's true. Nothing in California. No, Texas. We don't get to have any fun. It's at Jerry World. Yeah, that would make sense. He just finds a way to make 14 basketball courts. Mm-hmm. He probably could. He probably already has the underground secret basement. Well, they. I think they play some games there. NCAA games. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you can't have one court. Didn't they just have one court for the... I think they had multiple courts in Orlando. Maybe that's why they played there. All right. That was fun. I'm excited. I love the Kings. Hope they do well. Not really expecting much, so it's kind of nice. Even if you sneak in, though, the Lakers or Clippers are going to... Oh, they're getting boat raced. If they were to somehow make it out of the play-in round, they would get swept. Like, they would just make them skip the last game. It's like, no, you can't even come back. You're down uh, 3-0, and you've scored a combined 75 points in the three games you've played. You've decided the only way to make it fair is LeBron has to play with no hands. (laughs) Kings have been doing that in the first three games. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got. Let's take a quick break. Regroup. We'll come back with Grabber. Grab bag. 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 All right, here we go with grab bag. Grab bag. The rules of grab bag are we ask each other a weird random question, try to make each other laugh with the question, and then try to come up with a ridiculous answer to said question. Troy, would you like to go first? You know, I would love to. And let's start it out with something normal. Let's start with a normal question. All right, so there's going to be a rodeo in the ocean, all right? (laughs) (laughs) And you have to ride for six seconds. I think that's the best you can do on a bowl, six or seven seconds. Yeah, I think it's seven. Okay, you have to ride either a great white shark or an orca. But before I say that, there's no chance to die because there's seal clowns that if you fall off, they come and nudge the animal you're riding so you don't get bit. Absolutely, the shark. You think so? You think? The whale is faster and more powerful and smarter. And if I could somehow flip the great white shark upside down, he'd be incapacitated. Hmm. I think I'm going orca just because I'm going to have more um, surface area to slide off of. So I think that'll give me the extra timeage before I fall completely. That orca would flip you 40 feet into the air. You got to have strong hands. Well, it'd probably <laughs> flip you like four feet in the air because you're kind of chubby. Yeah, I would flip the orca <laughs> by getting on it. But I think the orca 
definitely would be easier to ride than the great white shark. You think you'd be more willing to let you ride it? Well, they do it all the time at SeaWorld. Not anymore. Well, yeah. They didn't have seal clowns. <laughs> but I, the, my only issue with the orca, though, and this is very important, is the orca's skin looks slippier. More slippery. Slippery? Slippier. Slippier? Swimmy, swammy, swimmy, swanson. Yeah, I think the orca looks like he's more slippery than the great white shark. Well, they're both going to be wet, so... It's true. Because you're in the water. But I'm just saying the skin itself just seems... I think it's the same. <laughs> I'll have to look it up when we get off of here. All right, Zach, you got a question? All right, I'll start with my first question. Would you rather be a superhero or a supervillain? Uh, with the caveat mm, that yeah. I get to pick which one you are. I'd probably be a supervillain just because... Like to get the crowd into it. Always have. I've always pictured you as the penguin. I could see that. Would you be fine with being the penguin? We played uh, that game, Name Five. You oh, had I to like do Batman villains. Vance's group actually got it. It was pretty good. I was impressed. I wouldn't have got it. Been like Penguin, Joker. Anti-Batman. Riddler, Bane. Poison Ivy. Yeah. Didn't get it. It's my dog's name, too. <laughs> what would you be? I'd rather be a supervillain. Yeah. And I feel like you don't know enough of them, so I'd still no. get a pretty cool one. Yeah, I think you'd... You'd be like, oh, Lex Luthor? I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to be. You'd be Joker. See, that's perfect. That's why I would pick it. In that scenario. But I think even if I had to pick between superhero or villain, I'd still do villain. Because it feels like there's no ramifications for anything. You just do what you want. None of them ever get killed. No. They just go to jail and they just break out of jail like a week later. They got to write more comic books. And they gotta come, they're going to come back and they're going to come up with a new plot. All right. You're in a grid. Okay. Each. Uh, it's a four by four. This is like Tron. It's, it's like four square. All right. <laughs> okay. One square is you. It's 100 yards by 100 yards, oh. each of them. Oh, my okay. God. Don't worry. There's not a lot of math. There's already more math than there needed to be. It's a battle to the death. Only you can leave your section. All right? And the other three sections, you have to decide which one you're going to attack first. Okay? Grizzly bear. Just woke up out of hibernation. Okay? Number two, great white shark. He's coming back into play. That's the other one. It's That 100 by 100 is actually ocean. That would make, I was going to say, yeah. if it's a four square, I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> this is easy. He's already dead. All right. And the third one, Anaconda, hasn't had a deer in like four months. You have to go section by section. Where are you starting? Grizzly bear, Anaconda, are you jumping in the ocean with a great white shark? And I'll eventually have to get all three to win this game. Mm -hmm. I would start in the ocean because I think after I fought an anaconda or a grizzly bear, I wouldn't even be able to swim Yeah, because I'd be too tired. So I'd want to start there. See, the rules say you can't. You're the only one who can leave the section, right? Okay. I'm going to try my hardest to have the bear chase me and then 
Germans suplex him into the ocean because I can throw him out of the section. You're going to throw a bear. <laughs> German suplex. I'm going to throw the grizzly bear into the ocean. You couldn't ocean. even German suplex me. That's actually funny because my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish this one. So I'm going to try to get the uh, grizzly bear into the ocean with the great white shark. Oh, I thought this was like a cage match where... Like the elimination chamber, like where the other one chamber one. doesn't unlock until I beat the first one. All right, so if that's the case, I think I'm gonna go bear first. No, actually, I you have to go shark first because if you're bleeding, the sharks can get even more pissed off. Mm-hmm. So you got to go shark first. I think I'm gonna have to try to out choke the anaconda, and then I'm gonna finish with the grizzly bear. He's waking up more and more as it goes too, though. You got to get him while he's groggy. It's not a lot of good options. The anaconda one, that just frightens me. Yeah, I don't... More than any I don't even want to go into that section. But if I had to, I think second. Grizzly bear last. I just don't know enough about anacondas (laughs) to have (laughs) any chance of coming out of that. All right, so that one that's going to... Do you think you could German suplex Barry White in his prime? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you? Yeah, I think I could. Do you think you're more likely to German suplex Barry White than a grizzly bear? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think Barry White weighs at least like one-tenth of what a bear would. Maybe like a bear cub. It'd be an easier, it'd be a more similar match, I think, weight-wise. Yeah, I I think I could get Barry White up (laughs) on the German suplex, but it'd be tough. All right, you got another one? That's a good question. I like that one. That's a, that's a thought-provoking... That's what happens when I don't have a helper anymore. I'm just in the truck by myself again. I'm scared. <laughs> All right. Would you rather shave your eyebrows or your butt? Butthole included. Eyebrows in a heartbeat. You think so? I'm not that athletic. Do the other one. <laughs> so you'd shave your eyebrows completely off. Why not? You'd okay. make my eyelashes stand out more. That's one of my best features. But you'd look like a weirdo. <laughs> Have you met me? No, I guess so. What would you do? I think I'd go butt. Only I would know that I shaved my butt. But it would be really awkward and it probably wouldn't go very well. It'd be painful though. But I feel like if I didn't have eyebrows, I'd either have to like draw them on. I'm a really good artist, so I'd be fine. You don't even know <laughs> anything about anything. <laughs> All right, here's my last question I got down. Okay. I'll think more, I'm sure. I'm sure you always do. Okay, this is royalty. Okay, this is just based on name alone. Okay. Okay. You're in a country. The. Do we know what country? It's just a country? It's a made-up country. We'll call it Da Bomb because that's what Maddox calls everything. He doesn't <laughs> know how to say Da Bomb. <laughs> so you're in a country. Um, the two people running it got divorced, so there's a wall down the middle. Okay, you got to live, you get to choose which side of the wall you want to live on. And all you know is name. Okay, the, So this is like an East Germany, West Germany type situation? Mm-hmm. All you know is name. Um, the restaurants that are actually named after don't exist yet. So just based on name alone, you have to choose which side you're going to live on. Okay. Are you going to live underneath the ruling of the Burger King or the Dairy Queen? Name alone. 
Do you want to be? Doesn't have anything to do with the foods. Well, it has nothing to do with the restaurant. Okay. The names. So you want to be ruled by someone named the Burger King, or you want to be ruled by someone called the Dairy Queen? I think it'd be the Dairy Queen. And what's your reasoning behind that? I'm less threatened by a woman leader. Yeah. And I believe I want to live in a country that harvests the milk from the cows rather than murder the cows. I think it's a more sustainable economy. I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of battle over cows. (laughs) That's what. Which side of the wall are the cows on? Both sides, but that's why they got divorced. They had to, you know, even it out. What to do with the cows. So, yeah, you got the. I think I would go Burger King just because on the dairy side, I don't think you're getting much meat. But I'm getting cheese. Yeah, but you're not going to get the protein and ice cream. So basically, living here. <laughs> You're eating My life is unchanged. Of all the, you haven't tried this one, of all the Mountain Dew flavors, which one would you say is your best? Baja Blast. Really? Yeah. I think original for me or Code Red. Oh, I do like Code Red. And I've tried, I think I've tried all of them, but, but some about You Baja. haven't tried this one? I have not. Should I do it on air? Yeah. What is this one called? Uh, Frostbite. The Frostbite. It's blue. That's all I know. I mixed it with the little... Oh, this is... <laughs> this is We're new. going for it. Yeah, Baja Blast. Yeah. It tastes like blue. It. I told you. It's like that energy drink I bought you. The red energy. This is blue energy drink <laughs> is what it is. I thought it was. it was decent... Tastes blueberry-ish. It tastes like blue Kool-Aid it's, mixed with Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's not their best flavor. It's got a sure. weird aftertaste. A great before taste. Yeah, when it hits the lips, it's nice. But when it gets as to, long as I keep drinking it forever, it's good. Once it hits the hips, it's game <laughs> over. <laughs> you got one more in the All right, satchel. I got one. Okay, you're going to go back in time. Mm-hmm. You're going to come back as a baby. If I could turn Keeping all the time. knowledge you currently have, mm-hmm. how far back in time would you feel comfortable going to maximize your effectiveness? Well, I'd go to Food Max Fest trying to maximize anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably go everything I know now, maximize. I'd go four. I think four is my age. No, 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 no. You have to go <laughs> back in time. You have to pick a year that you're going back in time to. God, I thought I had to go back to a certain age. No. Okay. You're going to be, you're gonna be a baby. You're going to be a very smart baby that still can't read that good. So I'm going to be... So what you're saying is I'm going to be myself. You're but, keeping all of your current knowledge. Mm-hmm. So like Mountain Dew flavors and... Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go to... What year would you go back to? Where do you think you would do the best? Well, I would probably be born the same year as dad. Okay. 1960, so I could live through the disco era of the 70s. I think I would do really good in the 70s. I think I would dominate the heck out of the 70s. Do you know enough about what's going on during the 70s to be able to take advantage of it? Like, what's coming up? 
as a time Absolutely. traveler. You might as well call me, uh, oh, what's his name? That this is not a good perfect. story. <laughs> <laughs> the McCoy guy, what's his name? Van McCoy. Van McCoy. I'd be doing the hustle all through the 70s. See, I think I would just be born in the year that I was born in. I think that's, I would know everything that's coming up. Tacky. I'd be like, well, I need to get into Apple. What are those bitcoins? People are trading in two of them to get a pizza. We're going to take those. Those are worth $30,000 in so, bit, 15 years. Bitcoin started at $0.06. Cents, is currently at 29000 It's so crazy. Yeah, the first online transaction, somebody bought a pizza with two of them, which is now worth as much as like a Mercedes. Pretty wild. But you would know all that stuff coming up, and I think you could take advantage of it. I would get that one. I think it would be fun to go back and be like a caveman. Then I'd be like a witch. But the only issue there, though, is... But then you're way outside your comfort zone. But then you got to think you're longevity. You're not going to live for 2,000 years. It's true. So you got to think, let's say... Average lifespans anywhere. What if from you went six- back to like the Civil War time, and you knew enough about medicine, how vaccines would work, not how to create them? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, sixties because you then- just invent the the bagel guillotine and you're good to go. I would come up with one. I'd definitely bet sports. I'd bet. Everything I had that the Dolphins would go undefeated in 72. You know, and I'd, as a 12 year old, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> you just little things like that. Obviously, do I have time to research it before I become no. the baby? You going tomorrow? Yeah. I would still go 60. Because you then. You just want to go. You just want to be on Soul Train. Basically. <laughs> if I am not going up and down the line to player i don't know if i've really lived that's true it'll be pretty fun can't believe the keyboard he wrote all those songs he doesn't really fit in in that group sorry sidebar it's something i've never done before <laughs> if you could be one character on sesame street what would it be and you can't be maria cookie monster that's literally my entire existence is just eating cookies and convincing other people to eat cookies. I saw a, a, a meme. I guess they're going to have their first homeless uh, animal on the show. Yeah. And then someone was like, really? Oscar the Grouch has been living in the trash can for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. It's pretty good. I would probably be Big Bird. Just because I could probably break into the NBA. But it might be fragile. He's pretty slow and lumbering. He barely walk. I don't think he'd be in the NBA even if you're that tall. He's nine feet tall, though. Can you imagine him? On, you know, you play four on five on offense, but he could probably protect the rim. <laughs> think of that wing, literally wingspan. It's a good call. He wouldn't be much on offense. He'd just have to stay back on defense. That's what I mean. You're playing four and five on offense. Yeah. But he'll be back there playing some D. He ain't scoring any points. But I think he might be able to do like that Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam, stretch his arm out super far and dunk it even when he's getting held by the waist. He's a Muppet. 
I don't think his arm's going to stretch like that, is it? He's not a cartoon character. I'm just saying they're already so long. How long are bird arms compared to human arms if you're a nine-foot bird? I don't have a lot of nine-foot <laughs> birds to uh, base it off of. But I think there's an actual dude inside that costume, so probably like normal human six-foot arms, if I had to guess. I'd still be Big Bird, I think. No, I'd be Cookie Monster all day. It's a tough one. I don't think I'd be Elmo. Everyone tickling me and stuff. (laughs) You're definitely not into that. (laughs) No, it's weird. Stop it. All right, I think that's all we got for Grab Bag this week. That was fun. We had some good ones in there. Definitely off the wall. That's what we like to do. I'm excited... We're going to start having more guests on the show. Let's kind of let's let the fans know what we have coming up here. So we have, uh, we've got Justin Hobson up next week, creator of the Wasted Wizards board game, which we will talk about during the show, I'm sure. We have my twin, a.k.a. my cousin, Isaac Spivey, coming up. We have some other feelers out there, but we're, we're going to go heavy guests this year in 2021. We enjoy the guest shows, and we want other people to join Grab Bag with us, because that's our favorite segment, I think. I, absolutely. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, reach out to us at spiveyspecialpodcast.com. Click the contact tab at the top of the page. Send us a message. Or message us on Instagram at spiveyspecial. Or Facebook. Or Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. Any of those. We're going to make it rain. Let us know. We're going to make it rain 2021. We're coming in hot. It's episode 58. We hope to hit episode 100 by the end of the year. Yep. Maybe do something just absolutely wild. An all grab bag episode. (laughs) Topless. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got for the episode. Troy, you got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later. Later.